Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. I want to just jump into the message immediately. And um, we're in the anointed series that we've been going on. I believe this is part six. Uh, and uh, today, the message of the title is Anointed, Waiting to Move Forward. Waiting to move forward. And that sounds like a bit of a, an oxymoron. It's a, a contrast when it comes to uh, position. If we want to move forward, how is it that we, we should wait and, and, and be in, in one spot, if you would, to move forward? In Luke 4, verse 18 to 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is the acceptable year of the Lord, even now, that the Holy Spirit would be upon us, and that we would move in the power of the Holy Spirit to reach those around us that we would move in a way that would proclaim Jesus, that would lift Jesus higher, and that the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, would flow from us rivers of living water at this time, flowing from us, bringing life to others. Have you felt that there is something more the Lord would have you do? Is there, do you feel that, there's, that the, the Lord has certain things for you to do? Have you felt that desire to be used by God? Do you want to do more for the one who saved you, for Jesus Christ? Do you want to do more for him? And at this moment of time, maybe that's where you're at. You're, you know that the Lord desires to do a work through you. You know that there is something more that you need to do. Maybe you're in a position where you're feeling extremely distant from the Lord. Maybe you've been distracted by life. You've been caught up. Maybe there's storms coming against you at this point. Maybe there's the cares of life. There's a weight upon you because of what's happening around you, and so you feel perhaps distant from the Lord. Lord, where are you? Or maybe you're in a place where you're just saying, you know what? I'm not even thinking about the Lord because I've got other things on my mind. I'm going through so much at this time, and so I'm not even thinking about the things of God. You might even have gotten to a place, and maybe you're in a place that despite what we're going through with this COVID thing and, and all the ups and downs that go along with it, maybe you've gotten to a place of, you know what, I'm into a routine now. And that routine may be such a routine that says, you know what, I'm not even thinking about the things of the Lord. I'm not thinking about what his plans and purposes are for me. I'm not thinking about others when it comes to their salvation. You might be in, in interaction with others, but there's no heart or desire or um, urge to see them come to the Lord. We walk past them or even when we're with them, 
even when the opportunity may arise that we can speak the things of the Lord, we choose not to. And we're almost in a place of being casual. We're casual about the Lord and the things of the Lord. In Revelations chapter 3, it talks about that casualness. The Lord says, I'm, he says, I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. And yet, even in that, even in that lukewarm position, the Lord is saying, listen, but if you repent, I want to do powerful things through you. And he's standing on, on the outside of your heart. He's knocking on your door and desiring to get in. He wants to come in. And even as we would let him come in, he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and I will fellowship. I will sup. I will dine with him, have relationship with him. So the Lord's on the outside. If, if that's where you are at, the Lord is saying, oh, but I want to come in, even to the point of not just knocking, but he's calling your name and saying, let me be a part of your life, especially in these last days. And he says, as if we repent, that we will be able to sit on the throne with God, sit on the throne with the Lord. It's in that place, as we sit with the Lord, that things are accomplished, things are done and so that you would be at that place where you are doing things with the Lord because the Lord has plans and purposes for your life. It doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter where you're at. The Lord has specific plans for your life, and he desires for those things to be accomplished. And he desires that you are not alone in the accomplishing of those tasks and those plans and those purposes, but you move forward in the power of of the Holy Spirit, to move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you've been saved from your sins, and you have been saved from your sins as you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, and as you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you are a member within the body of Christ. And as a member within that body, just like my body has so many different parts to it, each part has a purpose and a function, some to a greater extent, some to a lesser extent, but all of them are important. The Lord has given you gifts. He's given you talents. He's given you passions. And that at this time that you would use the gifts that he's given you, you know the gifts that he's given you. You know the passions and the talents that you have. Lord, that I would use them for your glory, that you would be exalted in and through me. Whatever way that is, we're not all pastors. We're not all worship leaders. We're not all whatever it may be, but the Lord has given you something and he desires for there to be a work done through you by his spirit. Jesus was at a place in his life when ministry began. And so once again, the title for today of the message is waiting to move forward, waiting to move forward. Listen to what it says. This is found in Luke 3, verse 21. It says, When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. This is by John the Baptist. He was the forerunner of Jesus, letting people know that the Messiah was coming. And it says, And while he prayed, the heaven was open. So I can just imagine Jesus moving into the water, 
towards John to be baptized. And Jesus is praying, Father, and we, we don't know exactly what he prayed, but we do know that he, it says here, he prayed. And it says the heaven was open. It's probably, he was saying, Father, I need the power of, your, of the Holy Spirit upon me. I need, I know what is ahead of me and all the work that needs to be done before I go to the cross and that I would go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And it says, and the heavens was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. There was an empowering, there was an anointing of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus Christ at around 30 years of age. At 30 years of age, Jesus was moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit as we would begin ministry, that we would move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Or even, and sometimes that word ministry might say, hey, what, are you call, is, is God calling me to be a pastor? He may be. But basically, when I say to move forward, even with, to, to begin ministry is, Lord, the things that you have planned for me, the things that you, sh you want for me to do that was... Uh, designed even before all the universe was created. He knew that, that you would exist and, and that his will and purpose for our life would come to pass. And as a believer, as soon as we give our life to the Lord, the Lord desires that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit to begin to do the work that God has for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we start off life as a believer in the Lord Jesus, it is without the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Yes, we have a portion of the Holy Spirit that is given. We're sealed with that, that, that earnest, that down payment of the Holy Spirit. But there is something more that we need to have as we would walk forward in our lives with Christ. And listen, we can go without the fullness of the Holy Spirit, having the portion of the Holy Spirit. And even as you might have got saved, think about when you got saved. Think about the excitement, the enthusiasm, the love that you had for the Lord. And then you, you are so pumped up and you want to let others know about Jesus. And then something happens. Oftentimes it's you slip and you fall in sin. And suddenly, all the enthusiasm, the excitement, the zeal, and even sometimes the love for the Lord is, is gone, sometimes in a moment. You say, what's wrong with me? The Lord desires for us to move not just with excitement, not just with enthusiasm, not just with zeal, but in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus prayed. And was speaking to the Father, and I'm, I'm assuming by what happened that his prayer was answered is saying, Father, I know now that the things that I'm to do is to begin, I need the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit come. That prayer, I believe, was answered immediately. And he moved forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know... One of the most powerful things is living by faith. We get things right when we live by faith. 
when we keep our faith daily, not in our own strength, not in our own excitement or zeal or discipline, but we keep our faith daily in who Jesus is and what he did for us on the cross. Jesus Christ and him crucified, daily taking up the cross, a daily reminder, a daily acknowledgement, Lord, I am only where I am because of who you are and what you did for me on the cross. If it wasn't for my faith in you and what you did for me on the cross, I would not be where I am. I would have no life. I would be dead in trespasses and sins. We need to live by faith daily, but we also need to operate. And listen, you can live by faith daily in Jesus Christ and him crucified, but the Holy Spirit has, has a, a, a power beyond what we have and desires to operate to fulfill the plans and purposes that God has for you personally and for us as a local church and for us as the body of Christ. He's the head. Jesus is the head. We are members within the body and that we are in submission to the, the lordship of Jesus Christ as the head is giving instruction, is giving direction for things to do. And I just thank God and praise God that we are a part of what God desires to do and that we would do what God would have us do at this time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when Jesus began his ministry, he began in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit, as should we. And man, did he begin to move forward powerfully. It says, then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. This is Luke 4, verse 14. He returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he, he went into the synagogue, and and on the Sabbath day, and stood up to read. As his custom was. The people in Nazareth, listen, they knew Jesus. My goodness, that's where he grew up. They knew Jesus. They knew him. Some of them would have known him even uh, as a young boy, little boy. They would have known him as he was a boy growing up to be a teenager and a young man. They knew him, and as his custom was, he, sent, he, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. But this day was different than other days because he had been anointed with the Holy Spirit. And there was, I'll tell you, there was an extreme reaction after he, he read this passage. And he, and he started, it says in uh, Luke 4 verse 17 it says and he was handed the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor this the the heart of god is for us to be empowered with the holy spirit it is for us to be moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit as it was to Jesus, as it was with Jesus, for the sake of the lost. Listen, you and I know, we know that we're living in the last days. And if you don't know that, you need to wake up. You need to recognize that these times were prophesied 2,000 years ago. Matthew 24. 
And Jesus talks about the fact that there's going to be famines. There's going to be earthquakes and pestilences in these last days. There's going to be the mystery of lawlessness in our time. And we see that. We see there's something that's not quite right. There's a push towards a certain thing. And we recognize there's something that is not right. There's a mystery of lawlessness. It's covered. There's, and it's of lawlessness, of, of, of evil, of that which is contrary to what is good. We know that we're living in the last days. And here Jesus, as he was filled with the Holy Spirit, empowered and anointed with the Holy Spirit, we need to be empowered and anointed and filled and, and overflowing with the Holy Spirit for the sake of the lost, to preach the gospel to the poor. The poor, we're not just talking poor materially, we're talking poor in that they don't have life. Dead in trespasses and sins. We are ready as believers. We are ready when the trumpet sounds. But what about your, your loved one? What A spouse. What about your parents? What about your children? What about your, your brother or sister? What about your, your friend, your neighbor? Do they know the Lord? What about the stranger? What about those that are down and out? Do they know the Lord? And the Lord desires to work through us by his spirit. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed. The Lord desires to do amazing things through you. He desires for you to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit without measure. I'm not even talking about a double portion of the Spirit. I am talking about the Spirit without measure. Can you imagine just a pouring into our life continually? And we would not shut off the Holy Spirit, that we would not grieve the Holy Spirit, but that we would just say, yes, Holy Spirit, work through me. Each and every day, each and every moment, Lord, work through me by your Spirit. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed? He desires for rivers of living water to flow through you. He desires for you to touch others and bring them life as you share Jesus with them. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1, you might say, well, listen, I've heard of the Holy Spirit, but this baptism in the Holy Spirit I haven't heard. Or maybe you have heard, but you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen, there is a point, you, as you get saved, there is a point of the baptism being immersed. Baptism is to be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the one that does that. Even as we are, are leading up to Pentecost Sunday, uh, next Sunday, I just want you to know that the Lord desires to work powerfully through us by his spirit. In Acts 19, verse 1, it says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's ba baptism. So they were, they were believers. As Paul says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit? So he was talking about the baptism, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. As believers, they would have had the earnest of the Spirit. 
a, me- a portion of the Spirit, a seal of the Spirit upon them, but they didn't have the fullness. They didn't even know. These believers, they believed in Jesus Christ, didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. Have you as much as, we have, we have not as so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. Paul said, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. So they were repenting and they were believing. So they repent. It was a baptism of repentance. And then there was this believing on Jesus Christ. So that's where they were at. But they had not been filled with the Holy Spirit. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. It's amazing. The very first thing that happened as they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they began to speak with other tongues. And we see this happening with people that are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid of it. They, as they are filled with the Holy Spirit, they begin to speak with other tongues. But the amazing thing is here. It says, and prophesied. They began ministry immediately. And that is the thing about the Holy Spirit, is that there is an immediate beginning of ministry as we are empowered with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. You may say, Pastor, can, can I do works or do things for the Lord even without being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yes, you can. But there is something as we are filled with the Holy Spirit without measure that it just goes to another level like it did with Jesus. Jesus had been around for 30 years. But that day when he went into the synagogue in the power of the Holy Spirit, anointed with the Holy Spirit, it was that day that there were changes that took place. And ministry began powerfully. The Lord desires for you to minister powerfully each and every day to those that you are with, whether it's family members or whether it's at work, wherever it may be, in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can go to work as a believer in the earnest of the Spirit, or you can go to work as a believer in the power and the fullness of the Spirit without measure. There is a difference. See, you know what? It's interesting When we fully yield ourselves to Jesus Christ, he is the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. When we fully yield ourselves to Jesus Christ to baptize us in the Holy Spirit, it is only then that we can begin to to move and operate because we're not no longer going by our own wisdom. We're not going by our own plans and purposes. Now it is, Lord, I want your plans and purposes to to be done, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us to fulfill those plans and purposes for our lives. So, once again, you might say, well, Pastor, what? The plans of God and purposes of a God are not being fulfilled in my life without the fullness of the Holy Spirit? I would be so bold to say, yes, they're not being fulfilled. Because what God wants to do through you is so far beyond what you may even ask or think. It says that he wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. How? By the power that is within us. Do you have a measure, just a small portion of the Holy Spirit, or do you have the Spirit without measure? And so he wants to do things beyond what we ask or think by the power that is within us. So you, 
and I, that we would operate in the power of the Holy Spirit in these last days. Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you believed? If not, go to Jesus, the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit, and allow him to baptize you, to immerse you in the Spirit, that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a promise. It's a command that God gave each and every one of us. It says in Acts 1 verse 4, and this is just before Jesus left this planet. After he made this statement, he left the planet. The last thing he said, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. It was a promise. It's a guarantee. But to wait. This is this thing about waiting. We need to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of, to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. I'll tell you right now, we are just as distracted as the disciples were 2,000 years. Well, what about this, Lord? What about this detail? What about that detail? I've got to take care of this. I've got to take care of that. Lord, what, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do this, Lord? And we are so distracted from what the Lord would have us do. He says, but you shall receive, or he says, and he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the, the Father has put in his own authority. Don't worry about all those other things. The Lord will put them into place. But, he says, but you shall receive when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, or you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses onto Jesus, to be a witness. What, what does a witness do? A witness is someone that has, a, has seen something, has heard something, has observed something, was there. We have been, we are witnesses of who Jesus is, what he did for us on the, on the cross, and that we could have salvation. And we are declaring what he did for us and what he can do for others. We are witnesses onto Jesus Wherever we may be, in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, at, whether we're at home, whether we're in Niagara Falls, wherever we may be, right out to the ends of the earth, and not just the end of earth geographically, but the end of the earth time-wise, chronologically as well. The power of the Holy Spirit upon us. Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the promise of the Father since you believed? It is a command that the Lord says that we should wait the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I just, you know what? And I've shared this a, a number of times I, because it's of my own experience. Listen, I got saved when I was seven. At nine, I began to seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit as a nine-year-old whenever there was opportunity. So it wasn't so much as always waiting for those times in church. As they came up, I would be there to seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit, whether it was coming to the altar or whatever. I didn't seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit on my own. I was waiting for church and whatever. I, want, I, I just want to say this. You don't have to wait to come to church to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. My goodness, you can be baptized in the Holy Spirit in your, in your bed, in your car, 
wherever you are. Lord, I come to you, Jesus. Baptize me in your spirit. Baptize me in the power of your spirit that I can be a witness unto you. When I was baptized in the summer of 1978, I was 14 years of age. I was going to be 15 in a few months. I'll tell you, as I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Lord began to orchestrate things that would take care of the next four years of, of I'm talking, we're teenagers, and the ministry that was done, the ministry that was done in, in those four years, it began as I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And the Lord opened doors, and there was powerful work done as I was 15 and 16 and 17 and 18. There was a work done during my teenage years because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And it hasn't stopped. Listen, we can grieve. Listen, you might be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you grieve the Holy Spirit because you say, no, 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 I, I got my own things to do, or no, 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 not yet, or whatever. And we grieve the Holy Spirit. But there are those of you that are out there at this point, you don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I pray to God, seek the baptism. Go to Jesus Christ to receive the promise of the Father. It is a command. Wait for the promise of the Father. We need to go. This thing about waiting, have you ever had to wait in line for something? Listen, if what you're waiting for isn't that important, you're probably going to just get out of line. These days, uh, <laughs> with COVID, so we go to Costco to, to go to the, into the store, whatever. Well, the line is too long. So my wife says, Dave, forget this. That line is way too long. Let's go. We'll go somewhere else. We need to get groceries. We'll go somewhere else. Have you ever had to wait for someone and they were late? You said, ah, forget this. I'm, 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 not, I'm not waiting. And so you just, they, they took too long. And so you, you left. You couldn't wait. One of the hardest things in the last few months for me has been waiting. And I'll tell you, in this waiting, I have been criticized. And I've, been, I've had people saying, come on. Just the other day, I see somebody. I hadn't seen them for two years or so. And I stopped to say, hey, how are you doing? And the verse, hey. The thing was, from a believer, saying, hey, aren't you a pastor? You're a pastor. How come you're not doing something? How come you're not moving forward? How come you're not out there? How come you're not doing something? You're the pastor. You need to do this. You need to lead. Listen, one of the hardest things at this time is for me to wait. And, and March 12th, just a few months ago, the Lord put a word on my, my heart and gave it to me. I know it's from the Lord. And the hardest thing has been to wait. Because as I desire to move forward, I recognize immediately the Lord was saying, no, no, wait. Now, 15 years ago, it was the exact opposite. I had to, the Lord said, hey, you need to go to the mayor. There's, there's judgment that's coming. This was just after SARS. 2003 was SARS. 2004 was this message that came. It was in May 2004. By April 2005, the Lord, there was such a, a, a pressure and, and 
burden on me. And I was saying, no, 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 I can't do this because I'm afraid. By September of 2005, I can remember sharing with the, the congregation. I had only shared what the Lord had put on, on my heart to go and do a, a word. It says, thus saith the Lord. And I was supposed to go to the mayor. And I was just a new pastor at that point. I didn't know the mayor. The mayor didn't know me. And I can remember I was doing the opposite. The Lord was saying, go, go, go. And I was saying, no, no, no. And, and I recognized it was on me so heavily that I needed to go. By, and and I, I just say, hey, I want to do the things of the Lord. And I just want to say this. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you may not be perfect, and you are not perfect yet. There's a lot of things that may are, are still working, or God is doing in your life to change you. I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. You know it, those, especially those that are very close to me. You know that I'm not perfect. But I want to say this. I pushed off on the, on the Lord, and I said, no. And in September, I knew I needed to have accountability. So I told not just my parents and my, my wife, I told the entire church at that moment, at that time, I was preaching, and I said, this is what the Lord put on my heart, because I needed to be accountable, because I could just say, hey, no, 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 I'm going to push off the Holy Spirit again and again and again. By the end of that year, December, it was so heavy on me to go, and I could remember just before Christmas saying, okay, I need to go, but I'm going to hold off until after Christmas because I don't want to put this, thus saith the Lord, on the mayor. You know, there needs to be repentance taking place in our city. I waited till after Christmas in January 2006. This is from May 2004 to January 2006 before I went. And I'll tell you, as I went... And I was obedient to the Lord. The Lord did a powerful work as I spent time with the mayor. And from that, we had 10 years where we, every year, we had a week of prayer and repentance and, 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 and whatever the focus was. But the initial focus was around 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. I will heal their land. And I just thank God for the power of the Holy Spirit because it was the Holy Spirit upon me that, that gave me the, the boldness as I went fearfully and shaking before the mayor. And I spoke to our mayor then, Mayor Salsi. Now, and the beautiful thing, man, did he respond. Man, Mr. Salsi, Mayor Salsi, if you are listening, if you get to listen to this, you obeyed the Lord, and it impacted our entire city for years. Our city is blessed because of the, the work, the decision you made to say, I need to heed the word of the Lord. So I say thank you, former Mr. Mayor Ted Salsi, for your obedience to the, to the word of the Lord to you. Guess what? The Lord has given me a word, and he, has, and he said, I want you to, Speak, go to the pastors first. I went to the pastors of this city two weeks ago. And everything, it was amazing how everything was shut down. And within two days after that Zoom meeting that we had, I, there was glitches. 
they were hearing one out of three words that I was saying because I was on and off. There was, I don't know what happened. Got off Zoom, went back on Zoom, got off Zoom, went back on Zoom, trying to correct why they couldn't hear me. Everybody could hear each other. They couldn't hear me. The Lord allowed for that to happen because I did not quite see the full picture of what he wanted to do. Then when I went to the pastors, the core team of the City Church Network, and I shared with them, and I said, you know what, the word of the Lord was not meant for all the churches and all the pastors in the city because it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a beautiful, heavy thing the Lord wants to do. And there was such a relief as I recognized what the Lord has spoken to me for, for this. It may be more than just Niagara Falls, maybe Niagara Region. Who knows? It may go on beyond that. I don't know. Right now, I just know I need to be obedient. And here's the amazing thing. So here, 15 years ago, I, I was pushing off the Holy Spirit. Now, 15 years later, 2021, the Holy Spirit, I, I've wanted to go to the mayor again and again, just in the last number of weeks. I've wanted to go to the mayor with this word. And at this point, he's saying, wait, wait. And in the meantime, I have people on me. What are you going to do, Pastor? How come you're not doing this? How come you're not doing that? And listen, I'm, I, you are doing what you feel at the point. I'm not here to judge anybody. But I was under such pressure. And this, just this last, on this past Thursday, a few days ago, there was such pressure and things happening all around. And, and, and there's been huge things happening the last few weeks. And I was so discouraged as we came together for prayer Thursday night. And... I just want to thank God for his assurance to us, to speak to us. And so it was Pastor Joel. There was three of us, myself, Pastor Joel, and, and my brother Andrew. And we were there to pray. This was last Thursday night. And Pastor Joel says, you know what? I, I happened to, to, to look over my wife's shoulder as she was reading the word of God. I just say, thank you. Caitlin, you're reading the word of God. And I thank God for the moving of the Holy Spirit. As your husband looked over your shoulder where you were reading, you were reading from Habakkuk chapter 2. And so that Thursday night, so that was, I think, Thursday morning or Wednesday night or whenever it was. But Pastor Joel came to me or he says, listen, there's a word for you. And I want to read it right now. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And for all of you out there saying, Pastor, why aren't you doing something? You said, hey, the church, we, we would open the church or whatever. Listen, Lord is just saying, wait, wait, wait. And I just, I want you to know sometimes it's hard to wait. It's hard to wait. I heard just yesterday, the pastor in, in Elmer, Ontario, they came in to the church and they, they took and they changed all the locks on their building. They're no longer able to get into the church. They're just gathering together. Now, yes, they were going over the 10, but they were gathering together. They are locked out of the church. I'm not judging Pastor Hildebrand. I just say, hey, God has put on your heart to do what you need to do. Same thing with Pastor Coates and same thing with Pastor Rail. 
One in jail, spent over a month in jail. Another one, $40 million worth of, of, of stuff, of, of fines against him. I, I think they've, they've blocked off the church now. They can't meet anymore. And the Lord is saying, wait and wait. So we've been following along with the, the, what the government has said. But there is a day coming where the word of the Lord will be spoken. And it is a good word. And that there would be a heeding of that word. But listen to what it says here. And this was the encouragement because the Lord gave the right passage to Pastor Joel to speak to me that night. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, and he, as, as he shared to me, I just, I just said, that's amazing. It says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Write it on a tablet. When the Lord gave the word, I was here. I mentioned this a few weeks ago, I believe, or I was here in the sanctuary just before prayer in the morning, and I'm, this is March 12th, and I'm writing down everything just as the Lord is giving, the different thoughts and, and different scriptures and different whatever. He's giving me instruction where, who I should see. And, and so I've, I've been obedient to a certain extent. I, I, I cut I said, well, I'll just take this one because it would be more pa palatable to the pastors of the city. And I, that's why the Lord cut me off and we, the Zoom meeting didn't work. Because he was speaking, you know, this word is not for the pastors of the city. It's for you. I gave this word for you and for the lighthouse. So please be patient with me because we, we are waiting. So there was a writing of the vision and make it plain on tablets. It's been made plain. It's even on a tablet, my phone, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. The vision is there. It's already been given, but it's for an appointed time. But at the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, it's not happening yet. Wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now, verse 4. Now, this, this is what I read after. Pastor Joel gave me chapter, or verses 2 and 3. But I looked at verse 4. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. The proud. They say, no, we got to do what we need to do. Or, pastor, you need to do what you need to do. Yes, I need to do what I need to do. And right now the Lord is saying, wait, I don't know why, because I'm ready to go. I've already done one thing. The next th step is to see our mayor at this time. But the just shall live by faith. My faith, and I cannot, I'll tell you, I'm this, sometimes this close to being swayed by man. You don't want your pastor being swayed by man. That your pastor is, is moving and operating by the Holy Spirit, by, by his power, by the power of God, not by man's wisdom. So please, some of you that have, been coming, have come against me, be patient. Be patient. I'm not afraid. Listen, I'm not afraid to go to jail. I'm not afraid to stand up. But the Lord is saying, wait. And so all I can do is say, Lord, I'm waiting for your time. We don't like to wait. We don't like to wait. But I want to say this. When it comes to the promise of the Father, the baptism, the Holy Spirit, we need to wait. We need to seek 
We need to make sure, have I been baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit? I want the power of the Holy Spirit upon me. I need to do what the Lord would have me do in these last days. I want to do not what, what my will is, but Father, that your will can be accomplished in my life in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I need to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or I need to wait for the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life and in your life. And the Holy Spirit will lead. Not that you are doing things in your own strength, in your own power, in your own timing. I don't want to do that. And I want you to know at this time, if you want to do something for me, and I'm, I'm talking to the Lighthouse now, and for those that you want to pray for me, pray for me. But I'm saying to the Lighthouse, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for a covering over me and over our family. I'll tell you, our family is being bombarded at this point. Pray for my wife. She needs healing. Pray for us. Don't criticize. Don't, don't, whatever. There is a work that's being done. There has been so much that's been accomplished in the last few months. Even when, during the lockdown, we are moving forward. But we need to wait for the timing of the Holy Spirit. The things that he tells us to do, we are doing. You know what? We wait. Here's, here's what we wait for. We wait for things that are important to us. How important is the Holy Spirit to you? How important is the baptism of the Holy Spirit to you? Acts 1 verse 4. Let me read it again. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. He commanded them. How important is it to you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to have the power of the Holy Spirit? You know what? If it's not important to you, you will not be baptized in the Holy Spirit because it's not important to you. You do not wait on the Lord. You do not seek the Lord. You do not come to the Lord for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You don't because it's not important to you. This next week, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, that you would be filled with the Holy Spirit as you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, you are the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. I want the promise of the Father. Fill me with your spirit. Seek the baptism. Take time. Oh, I've got to wait five minutes, ten minutes. Oh, nothing happened, so I move on. You go to Jesus, you take that, put yourself in the closet, go for a car ride, go for a walk, go and be alone with the Lord. How important. The things that are important to us, we wait for. How long can you wait for something? And then when you look at it, how important really is this when it comes to eternity? It is totally unimportant, useless. And yet we will wait for hours for that thing. Spending time with that thing. Spending time, and it's not important. How important? We wait for things that are important to us. How important should it be that we would receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon us and that we would be witnesses to the Lord wherever we are? How important is that to you? I just say, Lord, doesn't matter what I'm doing. Yesterday, my day was extended by two or three hours because there were these interruptions to what I had planned for the day. And I was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And there was a witness that went out of Jesus Christ. And I say, Lord, yeah, it cost me two or three more hours of my day. I didn't stop till 9 o'clock or it was after 9 o'clock yesterday night. 
I just say thank you, Lord, for the power of your spirit to lead and guide as we're sensitive, sensitive because the importance of being a witness to others, to, to minister to others, to spend time with others. I just say thank you, Lord, for the break. Man, did I work hard yesterday physically, physically. Hey, I got over 16,000 steps in yesterday. It was not an easy day physically for this this old man, young man. I just say thank you, Lord, for your spirit that forces us to have rest, and even in the rest, we can minister to others. Just beautiful. How important is it that we receive the power of the Holy Spirit, that we move and operate in the power of the Holy Spirit? It better be important for you. You're saved. I'm not talking about salvation. You're saved. But the things that the Lord would have us do in these last days, it needs to be important that we move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a command of the Lord. We only wait for things, not that are only important to us, they are things that we value. So my question is this. You've got a lot of valuable things that you see that are valuable. How valuable is a soul, one soul? I'm talking about your spouse, or I'm talking about a child, or your children, or your brother or sister, your mom or dad, your neighbor, your friend. How important or how valuable is one soul? Jesus said in Mark 8, verse 34, when he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For my sake and the gospels will save it. If you want to do your own thing, according to your own plans, I'm talking now to the unbeliever or to the lukewarm believer. You want to do your own thing? If you get to that point, where you're spewing out of God, the Lord's mouth. And you may know that you're already in that place. The Holy Spirit has been convicting you, and, and you realize you are at a place that you should not be at. And thank God for the conviction, because there's still time to turn around before you're spewing out. Because when you're spewing out of his mouth, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. At that point, the Lord says, okay, I get the picture. I understand your will, not my will. So whoever desires to save his life, it's all about me and my life and what I want to do, will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For my sake and the gospel's sake, the gospel going out. And then he's, he says, what's valuable? How valuable is a soul? For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The Lord is saying the, the value of one soul, even your soul, is worth more than all the value of every single item and possession and material thing, whatever, on the planet. All the value, your soul is more important to God than all of it. And you know the importance of your soul especially when you see people dying, they recognize it doesn't matter how much money or how much I have, they're fighting for life. They're fighting to live a little bit longer. Why? Because they recognize the value of a soul and they're not right before God. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not judging you, but I, I just wanna, I want you to be convicted now. If you are, if the value 
of souls is not important to you that it would be. And the Holy Spirit, you say, well, why the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So we can be witnesses unto others for their, for their sake, the gospel's sake. The gospel needs to go out and so that they can hear the gospel. My goodness, take the opportunities that you have to share Jesus with others. If you're finding, man, it's so difficult, I don't even care, or I don't even want to, or it doesn't even cross my mind, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to the believer. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know what? So not only do we wait for things that are important to us, we not only wait for things that are valuable to us, we also wait for things when we can trust someone. When they say something that we're going to, we, we trust them. So if they say, hey, listen, wait for me, I'm going to be there. You know, okay, okay, even though it's an hour, two hours, they said they're going to be here, they will be here because you trust them and their word. Can we trust Jesus when he says, I will give, or the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, you'll be witnesses unto me? Can we trust Jesus' word? Lord is saying, hey, I say absolutely we can trust the Lord as you seek the baptism in the Holy Spirit, as you come to Jesus, he will fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. We only wait for some, something if we really love a person. It's amazing what you will do for love. I'll tell you, you will go across, around the globe for love because you love someone. Because you really love them. Do you love the Lord? Do you love Jesus? Do you really love Jesus? Listen to this. John 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. This commandment, the last commandment he gave when he left this planet, he says, wait and receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wait until you receive the promise of the Father. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now listen to this. I find it amazing. You know what the next verse says? Next few verses. Let me read again from John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. The next verse is, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. We're talking the, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. The unbeliever cannot have the Holy Spirit. If you're listening today and you're an unbeliever, you cannot be baptized in the Holy Spirit until you are saved, until you place your faith in Jesus Christ. But you know him, to the disciples and to those that are believers, you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I find it interesting that this verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments, is followed all with these verses on the Holy Spirit and having the Holy Spirit. And also, not just an earnest of the Spirit, but the fullness of the Holy Spirit without measure. So can I wait Do you for, and, and, and seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I love Jesus and I'm going to be obedient to his command? Do you love Jesus? Do you really love Jesus? And for those of you that are baptized in the Holy Spirit, I would say this. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. Don't hinder the Holy Spirit. Don't push him off. But allow him. Don't grieve him. Allow him 
to work through you because he is just like he was on Jesus. He came bodily in the form of a dove or like a dove, like a dove, very gently on Jesus. The Holy Spirit will come upon us gently and he will lead and guide us. You know what? We need to move forward together and also personally, individually. We need to move forward. Luke 11, verse 9 says, So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. We're, we're talking about persistence here. To ask and ask. The Lord's saying, hey, you ask? Ask of me. I will give to you. Seek. If there's things that need to be sought, seek them. Seek. Listen, ask for the Holy Spirit. Seek the Holy Spirit. Keep knocking for the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord Jesus know that the Holy Spirit and the baptism in the Holy Spirit is important to you. You're saying yes to the command that he's given. You might say, Pastor, this verse doesn't have to do with that. I ask for other things. I don't want to ask for the Holy Spirit. This verse is not talking about the Holy Spirit. Well, let's move on to the next verse, Luke 11, verse 10. Or let me just finish the end of this. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Do it. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Of course not. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, now listen, how much more will your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This asking, seeking, and knocking is about persistence. And there's a thing of at times to wait in the persistence, there's a waiting. It hasn't happened yet. I haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I haven't been filled and spoken with other tongues. And man, the Holy Spirit is upon me to do the work. I haven't done it. But the Lord is saying, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Come to Jesus. He is the one who baptizes you in the promise of the Father in the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? You say... Yes, I can, I can do that personally. Listen, you don't even have to come. You don't need to have me laying hands on you. When we get back together, that will be one thing we need to do more of. A laying on of hands for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Right now, you might say, what can we do? We have, like I, like I, I start off with, we have been open every single day. And so... Our, our men's night, is, it's usually 10 guys. Our ladies' prayer has been more. There's been, a, or, or should I say 10? Usually there are five or six. There's usually 10 now that are coming. And I recognize we can't all come at the same time right now. The last thing I want is for the, our doors, for them to come and change our locks that we can't even get into this building. Right now, everything has continued on in prayer with the young people, with the young adults, with our, our recording of this service, 
Right now, there's the uh, worship team is still here. We have our tech team still here taking part in the service, and it's getting out to you. Pastor Hildebrand, I, I pray to God, and Pastor Raom, I pray to God that not all their equipment is in the church because they're, they're, they're not able to get into their church. Right now, we can expand. And, and so you might say, what can we do together? Listen, one thing that you can do is share the message with somebody else. Share the message on, you, on YouTube or Facebook or whatever means you do it. Share the message with somebody else. Another thing that we can do together at this time, and, and we are moving forward. Listen, that studio that we had for a business meeting, we've looked and we realized that the Sunday school rooms that we have were too small for the, the vision that the Lord has given our tech team and our, uh, uh, not just our tech team, but that evangelism that should go out. And so the studio, uh, there is one part of our building that is, is in a rough state. All, everything has been cleared out. It, it was used as storage. When we went up there, I, I saw on the, the Joyce was written November 9th, 20, or 2001. 20 years ago, that room was supposed to be made into a youth room. It never happened. It filled up with storage and, and whatever, and it was just a storage room. Listen, we do need extra money. You want to, that the word would get out in podcasts and different messages so it's not just a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night message, but that there's messages going out, teaching and whatever going out because we can go way past our four walls. We can only fit so many people in this sanctuary, but we can do way more online. I'm not saying that we're not shutting down the sanctuary or whatever. Listen, when it's time to open, it'll open because the Lord, I know it's going to be a powerful move of God at this time. But you can do a powerful work right now just in saying, I want to help out with the studio. And I know I mentioned it in the past, mark down evangelism for evangelism and studio. I've been corrected, just mark down for evangelism. We will know. We will have a flexibility. And what needs to go to the studio will go to the studio. But we do need extra. We do need extra. And I just want to thank those that gave, have already given that there will be the money that comes in, and we're talking evangelism at this point in time, that we would reach as many as we possibly can in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Praise God. We need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Then he said to them, this is just before Jesus left, thus it is written, and thus it will, it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem, and it started 2,000 years ago. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. We don't have to go to Jerusalem to wait, but the Lord is saying the message needs to get out. This is what it says in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, and I close with this, this passage. It shall come to pass afterward. We're talking now in this day. We're talking in this day right now that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Listen, we need an outpouring. Not only do we need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, we need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like never before that it will go on all flesh. And even as, as rivers of living water flow to those that don't know Jesus, when we share the gospel, it'll be a thing of, of many coming to know the Lord. We need that outpouring of the Holy Spirit that you would f even fast and pray, Lord, let this come to pass now in my life that I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. 
Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. And your men, young men shall see visions. It's happening right now as those are, are filled with the Holy Spirit saying, this is the vision that we have. This is what we want to do. And there's a moving forward beyond what we had planned. And that's the way God moves. I say, thank you, Lord. It's already happening that there are, are dreams and visions being given, that there would be words, a prophecy, the word that you gave to me, Joel, the other night was a prophetic word saying, Dave, wait yet. Wait. What, uh, the vision that's been given, it will come to pass at the appointed time. But wait in the power of the Holy Spirit. And also on my men servant, on my maid servant, I will pour out my spirit in those days and I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And I recognize some of this even talks about the power of the Holy Spirit working during the tribulation. We won't be here, but I'll tell you, there will be people getting saved. There will be a continued work even during the tribulation time. Hallelujah. And it shall come to pass, listen, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Shall be saved. Praise God. I thank God for the Holy Spirit at this time. And the Father desires for the Holy Spirit to be poured on you individually or fill you. You are immersed in the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is poured out on, on all flesh, that there will be a great and mighty harvest yet before the Lord comes back. I know that that's the heart of the Lord, is that none should perish, that all should come to repentance. So there's a heart of God is to say, I want to see people saved. I don't want to see people going through the great tribulation. Listen, if we think it's bad now, the great tribulation is going to be so far beyond what it is right now that we will say this is, these were good times. These were great times compared to what is coming. And before those terrible time, that terrible time comes, the Lord desires to pour out his spirit on us. That in this, even in this next week, as we lead up to Pentecost Sunday, we say, Lord, pour out your spirit. Work through me. Use me that others will come to you to have salvation. Let it be. Hallelujah. For those of you that may be listening today uh, that need salvation, and also I may talk to those or pray for those that are lukewarm. You have gone so far, you're casual. And your heart, it's like, oh my goodness, where's my heart right now? When it comes to things of the Lord, it's not there. And we think we're still okay. That's the sad part is sometimes we still, oh, I, I'm okay. And we're not. I want to pray for you, for the unbeliever and the lukewarm and the wayward, I want to pray for you, a prayer of salvation. If you're listening, just pray along. Jesus, I am not where I should be at. I confess my waywardness. I confess my sin. I confess my state before you. It is not good. You died for me that I could have life. You died for me. Your, your blood was shed for me, that even as I confess my sins, your blood washes me clean. I believe that. And Lord Jesus, you rose, and you are on the right hand of the Father. All power and authority is yours. I believe that. And I give myself completely to you, Jesus, that you would be seated on the throne of my life, not my will, your will be done in, in my life. I ask you to come into my life right now in Jesus' name. Be Lord in my life. 
And Lord, for all, even to those that have just prayed right now, Lord, and to all those that are believers that have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, I pray let there be an infilling of the Holy Spirit as they go to you, Jesus, the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, to receive the promise of the Father in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit without measure. I pray right now, Lord, fill them. Lord, this, the, the new believer that just gave their life to you, Lord, fill them now in Jesus' name. Fill them with your spirit in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would never grieve your spirit, but that we would be led by your spirit. We would even be driven by your spirit powerfully in these last days. Lord Jesus, that you would receive all the glory and honor and praise, that many will come to know you yet before your return. I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Love you guys. I miss you guys so much. Listen, you can, um, whether you call or text, and uh, I know it's been a busy, busy time, and uh, I, I've, some of you, yeah, I haven't seen for a while. Some of you, I need to get in touch with you, but listen, do as some do. They already get in touch with me before I get in touch with them. Get in touch with me, uh, either by phone if you have my number, or text me, and uh, or you can email me at pastor at lighthouseniagara.com, and uh, just so that we can have some fellowship, I will get back to you. God bless. Have a great day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to catch some more services, you can click here or here. And also, if you want to watch the whole service, including worship, go to our website, lighthouseniagara.com. Have a great day and God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.